This is the second Sunday now of the series in the Mass. Last, just to give you a, a review of last week, remember I mentioned that in these homilies there are three assumptions that I'm making. First of all, that God is real, that God truly exists, that He created us. Secondly, the incarnation, God became one of us. And thirdly, that God is truly present in the Blessed Sacrament. Today I want to, I want to uh, first recap the other points that I made last week, especially the, the main one. And then secondly, I'll go into um, reverence at Mass, adoration, worship at Mass, and what that means. So last Sunday, remember me talking about that? The whole focus of the Mass is God. God is the, the main focus of the Mass. The priest is not, no one else is. It's, it's always God. So what, I've, what I'm doing is during the prayers of the Mass, when I'm speaking to God, we're going to turn, I'm going to turn to God, Deacon Dan will turn to God. If I'm speaking to you, I will turn to you, with one exception, and that is when I, when I arrive at the altar, because most parishes in our diocese at this time, the priest celebrates Mass on the opposite side of the altar. I will re- keep doing that um, for, for quite some time, with a few exceptions. Christmas, uh, Midnight Mass, the Vigil of, of Easter, and then Corpus Christi Sunday. Whenever God appears to someone in the Bible, the response most always for the person whom he appears to is the person will fall on their face, fall on their face in adoration, prostrate completely down. When when God appears to Moses in the burning bush, you recall that as Moses is drawing close to the burning bush, God said, Moses, take off your shoes, for the ground you are standing on is holy ground. Moses didn't, he didn't know God at all. He didn't fall prostrate. He didn't um, bow down, but he took off his shoes for this reason. At that time, whenever you, you arrived at someone's place, you would take your shoes off when you went into the house as a sign of respect to those that you were coming into. Even today, some houses that you go to, the first thing, you know, the host or the, the family will tell you is, you know, take off your shoes at the entryway to keep the house clean. When God appears to Ezekiel, in the book of Ezekiel, the three times, Ezekiel immediately falls on his face. When God commanded Moses to build the temple, or not the temple, the, the tent, which later then did become the temple, whenever the priests would serve, they would bow down before God, most of the time prostrate or kneeling or, or a simple bow. They were also told to, to dress up. They were called to, re, to wear a white garment. Even when Ezekiel has these images of heaven, of the throne of God and, and uh, all the angels and saints gathered around, they're wearing white garments. In the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, John sees the, the image of the throne. There is the Lamb, as if he had been slain. Of course, we know what the Lamb of God is. We say that every Mass, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Referring to Jesus Christ, the one who comes to us. When, when John sees this image, the 24 elders who are really close to the throne, whenever praise starts to be proclaimed towards God by the angels, they fall down on their face. Others did as well. 
how does this apply to us? Since we were very little children, we were taught by our parents that when we come into the church, we're to do two things. The first is dip our hand into the holy water, which reminds us of our baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We make the sign of the cross, reminding us of the incarnation, God becoming one of us, dying on the cross for us. And then secondly, before we go into our pews, we were told to genuflect. Most of the time, as little kids, we were told to genuflect, and we didn't really know what it meant, maybe, or you know, dad and mom tried to explain, and we didn't get it, or sometimes maybe we did. But we're called to genuflect, and all of us do that now. As we come on into the church, we, we genuflect. It's not to you know, see how, how soft the carpet is on the floor or to see how good our knees are, but it's, it's simply to give adoration to God. During the most important part of the Mass, the Eucharistic prayer, after the Holy Holy, what do we all do? We fall to our knees. We fall to our knees because in kneeling and, and as well as falling prostrate, we're giving adoration to Him who created us. So we kneel down humbly, recognizing, I'm not the God of the universe. I'm not the center of attention. But I kneel down before someone else. You're not kneeling down before the priest. We're all before God. And even the priest, immediately after the consecration, what does he do? He genuflects. Again, when the Lamb of God is, is recited, immediately following the Lamb of God, we fall to our knees again. We fall to our knees this time because we're getting ready for Holy Communion. We're getting ready to approach the God of the universe. And used to be, it's still in some parishes, but for the most part in the United States, it's no longer the case. There, there was the communion rail up front. And as people came up to receive the God of the universe, they would kneel down at the communion rail and receive our Lord. After the Second Vatican Council took place, and there's other reasons as well, which I may go into at a later time. A number of bishops and priests who, I'm just going to be blunt in how I see it, who wanted to be the center of attention, took the Blessed Sacrament out of the church, and then the priest being the center of attention, one just simply walked down to the priest to receive the God of the universe. One no longer knelt, one no longer um, received him with, with great reverence. However, this is still a requirement the minimum that we ought to do as we approach the Blessed Sacrament is to give a, a good bow. We come, we physically remind ourselves, this is God I'm receiving. This isn't some piece of popcorn from the living room. This is the God who created me. And I approach Him with great reverence, with great humility, because I need Him. And then we go back to our pews and we kneel down to thank our Lord. To thank our Lord for coming to us. It's a very special time. All of us have different blessings that we have in our life and different struggles. Right after you receive Holy Communion, it's a very good time to, to just simply kneel there and to open your heart to God. 
recognize that not everyone is able to receive Holy Communion, maybe because you're not Catholic or for other reasons, but you still can simply come down, receive, you know, draw close to the Lord, go back to your pews, and as you kneel, just have our Lord open your heart more and more. And one day you will be able to receive Him. Lastly, I, I want to mention this. As, as, as I just mentioned uh, a few moments ago, whenever someone would come into God's presence, they were always to be dressed in a, a beautiful white garment. Even at the, at the end of the world, the judgment that we see in the book of Revelation, all those approaching the throne are dressed in this, what's called a wedding garment, a beautiful white garment. The, the elb that the priest wears and the, the ministers comes from that. The baptismal garment that we all received, what was it? It was a white garment. The wedding dress that a woman wears when she gets married, the first communion dress, white to, to remind us of our heavenly glory. Many of you who are older can remember back in the day that when we came to Mass, everyone was dressed up. Everyone was dressed up well, from a suit and tie to, to nice pants to a nice skirt, a nice dress. I can remember a wedding that I attended. It was the first wedding I ever attended. It was one of my first cousins was getting married. It must have been in 1990 or right about there. I was about four years old. And I can remember at the dance afterwards, there was this particular family who came in shorts and T-shirts. And I can remember after the wedding, that, first of all, they stood out to me because everyone else was dressed up. And as a four-year-old little boy, like like. They just were out of place. I can remember Grandpa and Grandma Eisenhower after the wedding, you know, a week or so later when we were visiting them, bringing it up to Dad and Mom, you know, that, that how, how could that family show up at the wedding not dressed properly for the great occasion? Nobody knew who the family was. It must have been on the other side. But they were there. <laughs> Today, when you go to a wedding, it's very commonplace. Someone shows up in shorts and t-shirts, it's, it's not a big deal. Even at Mass, people show up in shorts and t-shirts, it's not a big deal. But can you imagine, just you know, imagine it's your wedding, and one of the groomsmen, or one of the bridesmaids, show up in shorts and t-shirts. And they expect to walk down the aisle to celebrate the great occasion. Every one of us would be like, what nerve does that person have? Every one of us would say that. It's, there's a wedding going on. They're supposed to dress up for it. And we even say that about you know, other family members you know, who are, are just in the pews. What happens at Mass is the wedding of all weddings. All weddings flow from the wedding of the Mass. What is the wedding of the Mass? It's the wedding between God and us. The book of Revelation speaks about us, the marriage feast of the Lamb. Because this is the greatest wedding of all weddings, all of us are called to come properly dressed, wearing our best clothes, but I mean this first, spiritually speaking. That our hearts are dressed 
in the best way possible. That our hearts are well prepared for whom we're approaching. Someone could could come in those doors in shorts and a t-shirt and be better well dressed than someone in a suit and tie. I don't know why they're showing up in shorts and a t-shirt. Maybe they're we're at the lake and they're going to try to, you know, quick catch mass, you know, because they don't want to miss it. They want God to be the center of their life. Now, I'm not proposing that everybody comes in shorts and t-shirts. <laughs> How we dress really signifies what's going on within our heart. All of us are called to dress up properly so that everyone who sees us recognizes that something special is going on there. Something important is going on. So I want to encourage all of you, dress properly for the big occasion. You know, when one goes to a ball game, it's, it's relaxed. Go in shorts and a t-shirt. But when you're going to the wedding of all weddings, do something to tell your heart something big is taking place here. Lastly, I, I want to mention this. Today we celebrate the, the silent feast of the archangels, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. Today, because it's the Feast of the Resurrection Sunday, um, it trumps the, the minor feast of the archangels. So it's called a silent feast. You know, it's in front of me here, in front of the podium, there's the uh, three statues of the archangels. They're going to go up in the, the entryway on that little shelf as you come on into the um, entryway there to remind us that, that, that the angels surround the throne of God and they protect they protect the throne of God. They protect this church from, from harm. That when we come in, that our hearts may be at peace. That our hearts may, may truly serve the Lord, adore Him. If you get a chance, look at them closely. You'll see that they're warrior angels. They're not like you know little babies that nobody's afraid of. But they're warrior angels to remind all of us that our guardian angels aren't some little, you know, 14-year-old boy or girls, you know, who, who can't put up a fight. But they're, they're real, real angels that, that have weapons, spiritual weapons, that can really destroy the power of the enemy. And that they're here to guard us. As at every Mass, when we say the, right before we say the Holy Holy, the priest will pray, you know, and so with all the angels and saints, or with the cherubim and seraphim and archangels and so forth, let us give praise to God by proclaiming, holy, holy, holy. And then, when we read that in the book of Revelation, what happens? Everyone bows down. Everyone falls prostrate before God. When we kneel today, may our hearts join with all the angels and saints of heaven, giving God worship the God who's here in our tabernacle, the reason we come to Mass.